Coming up. I know some of y'all just need to know everything. <laughs> you just need to know. You just, just you, you, you one of them. You one of them looky loose. You, you know, you want to get in everybody's business. And I'm telling y'all, that's not that's not where God wants us to be. Yeah. God wants His followers to be comfortable, not knowing. This this is an opportunity to exercise faith. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Everyone experiences life-disrupting events. When these events occur, we are forced to decide what our next steps will be. Now that deaths from COVID-19 have tremendously declined, and safety measures are relaxing, what will be your next steps as a follower of Jesus Christ? Join Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn for the message series, What Now? As they look at how the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ helps guide our attitudes and actions in the post-pandemic world. Here's the fourth message in the series, Get Prepared to Gather. Part two. Um, and this is C. Uh, how does the church prepare herself for better? Amen. So now that we're saying that the church has to get prepared for better, we talked about how God does his part to prepare us by giving us the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So how does the church prepare her herself mm -hmm. for better? And remind us why the church is her. The the the, the church is her. Uh, in, in, to, in a practical sense, because yes. God said it's a her. That's right. Because <laughs> God said it, that's why. The God, the God, God declared the church to be a her Amen. in his word. Amen. But also the church, the church is giving birth to new believers. We are, God is working with us to mm -hmm. bring new believers into his family. Amen. So that's another perspective on the church being right. her. So that's a so female. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So and, and the church is referred to as the bridegroom. And yes. the church is referred to as the bride. The bride of the church is yes. the bride of Christ, yes. according to scripture. Amen. 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 So I want to give you a few today. I want to give you um, three ways or things that the church has to do mm -hmm. to or can do to get prepared for better. Amen. The first is. She must be willing to wait. She must be willing to wait. Mm -hmm. We talked about this um, in one of the other messages, but it bears us revisiting. Be so that um, I hadn't tied in waiting to getting better. Yeah. It's part of getting better. It must be better willing to wait. Acts 1-4 the text says this, and again, remember our top subtopic for today is getting prepared to gather. Mm -hmm. That's our subtopic. Mm -hmm. So look at what Acts 1-4 says. It says, and being assembled together with them, it's saying that Jesus was assembled together with them. So the, the followers of Jesus Christ were assembled together. They were gathered. Yes. And it reads on. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, mm -hmm. but to wait for the promise of the Father, 
which he said, which he said, you have heard from me. So Jesus tells these gather his gathered followers that they need to wait. And they had to wait for God's promise, which was the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do, we got to be willing to wait. As I said earlier, he showed himself to 500s. The resurrected Christ showed himself to 500 followers, but only 120 was there waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're going to um, prepare for better, we have to be willing to wait. To wait. And that doesn't mean that you're sitting around twiddling your thumbs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not what waiting means in a biblical sense. Waiting in a biblical sense means that you are doing something productive while you're waiting. Let me give you a few things you can do. Pray. Amen. All right. Prayer is always the right thing to do. Yes. (laughs) And you can praise. Yes. Praise. While you're waiting. Mm -hmm. You can pray and you can praise while you're preparing Mm -hmm. for something better. While you're waiting. Amen. Amen. The second thing that the church can do to prepare herself for better is she must be comfortable with not knowing some things. Hmm. She must be comfortable not knowing some things. I know some of y'all just need to know everything. <laughs> you just need to know. You just, just you, you, you one of them. You one of them looky loose. You, <laughs> you know, you want to get in everybody's business. And I'm telling y'all, that's not that's not where God wants us to be. Yeah. God wants his followers to be comfortable mm-hmm. not knowing. Yeah. This, this is an opportunity to exercise faith. Hey. Faith, yes. It's an opportunity to exercise faith. So God wants characteristics of his people ought to be being comfortable not knowing. We don't have to know everything. Right. Especially when we know the one who knows everything. Mm -hmm. So we we got a a legitimate reason to say, well, I don't know, but I know God knows. Right. And I know he knows me and he got me. So it's all good. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. But we got to be comfortable not knowing. Look what the text says in Acts 1 through 1, 6 through 7. Therefore, when they had come together, there it is again. Mm -hmm. They're gathered together again. Yeah. Okay. Again, our subtopic is preparing to, to gather. It reads on, it says again, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, talking about Jesus, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know (laughs) times or seasons which the father has put in his own authority. Yeah. That's what Jesus told them. They want to know, Lord, you're going to restore the the, the kingdom to Israel now Mm -hmm. because the prophet. The, the, the Old Testament prophecy has said it was going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to know. They were Jews and they wanted to know. But Jesus says, you don't, you don't need to know. You don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't for, it ain't even for you to know. 
It's not even for you to know. And here's the thing. we This is something we got to really get comfortable with, too. We And not only get comfortable with, but accept. Here's the truth. You can't handle it. Can't handle it. <laughs> it the more we handle, handle the, the truth, truth. <laughs> there's some truth that we would not handle if we knew. Yeah. And you got to understand that and accept that as a truth. That if, if you tell me some things, it will jack me up. Yeah. You have to know that about yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to know that about yourself. I'm going to give you an example. I, I probably told you guys this at some point before. I'm going to tell you another one. I remember many, many years ago when I was, you know, um, intent on growing and learning more about God. There was this. There was um, this one preacher who was from back east or somewhere that I really liked. I, I, I had never seen him. I had just heard about him and I had heard him on tape. Yeah, I heard him on tape. I didn't say CD. <laughs> okay, I heard him on a cassette tape. I had a few cassette tapes of his. Okay. And I heard him and he inspired me. He just truly inspired me. I learned so much from him. I felt the presence of God listening to him. I drew closer to God listening to him. I just was on fire listening to this guy preach mm -hmm. on tape. Yeah. And then one day I saw the guy. And he did not look like I had envisioned him. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it was something in my jacked up head that seeing him took away from these great, powerful messages I had heard him speak. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just admitting, I, I'm, I, I told you we jacked up. I'm jacked up. I admit I'm jacked up. And I realized at that point, my eyes had offended me. Yep. Because hearing him, I, I, I put this picture of him in my head that, that also fed my, my mindset. Mm -hmm. But when I actually saw the guy, he just did not look anything like I thought he would. And in, in some kind of way, it, I started to not appreciate his messages to the same in the same way. Wow. Yeah. Jacked up. Yeah. 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 yeah jacked up. Pray for him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Y'all yeah. know you pray for yourselves because y'all got y'all jacked up side too. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all yeah. got y'all jacked up side. That's why you be trying to look to see who was that that cut you off on the road. <laughs> you, you know, you be trying to lose that. And it be it forms an opinion in your head about people who look like that and look suspicious yeah. or they drive crazy or whatever. You jacked up too. So anyway, you you deal with that on your own. That's between you and your guy. I'm sharing with you. Crazy drivers come in all shapes, shapes and sizes and colors. Yeah. <laughs> and crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> jacked up folk but anyway that was one of the lessons i learned about how my eyes can offend me mm. and one of the lessons i learned on how knowing some things will offend me and some things i don't need to know because it will take away quality of something from yeah. me because i know it mm -hmm. so i learned that about myself many years ago and so the same is true for all of us uh, we don't need to know everything. That's right. In fact, there's some things that's best that we did not know. And so the third thing that the church can do to prepare herself for better 
is she must be in one accord. She must be in one accord. Mm -hmm. Acts 1 14 says this. <clears throat> These all continued, speaking of the 120 that we mentioned earlier, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary and the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. Amen. Amen. So this was referencing the 120. And, and one of the things that we see uh, in, in scripture is a repeated refrain about the early church this idea of being in one accord. Mm -hmm. It is a repeated refrain in the New Testament. And I, I wanna give you a few examples of it today. Here's another one, Acts 2, 1, and, ver and actually um, verse 46 as well. It says, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and the, and the mother of Mary, mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Oh, I read that already. Verse 46, so continue daily with one accord in the temple. So continue daily with one accord in the temple. Now, again, referencing the 120. Um, but this verse here in verse 46 came after, it came after the followers of Christ had um, received the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. had prophesied in multiple languages. Peter had preached what all of this happening was all about. And ultimately, 3,000 believers was added to the church. Amen. So verse 46 comes after that. And it says they continue daily in one accord in the temple. Right. Right. Again, this is a repeated refrain mm -hmm. about the early church. Right. So we need to learn something from the early church when we get ready, prepared to resume gathering in person again. Mm -hmm. And then Acts 4.24 says this. So when they heard that they raised, when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. Mm -hmm. Again, talking about the Father of Christ. Now, here in, in, in chapter four, this came after Peter and John had healed the man, the lame man at the gate right. of the temple. And after they had thrown Peter and John in jail because of the healing and all the, the acclaim they were getting because of it. And they had warned Peter and John not to speak in Jesus' name any longer. And they said, we talked about this last week. We can't help but say, but speak about what we've seen and heard. Mm -hmm. and, and this came after that. Yeah. And after they let them go and warned them not to speak in the name of Jesus Christ, Peter and John went back to gather with the folks again. And here in verse 24, it's saying to us, I'll read it again. So when they heard that, meaning when Peter and John gave them the report of what had happened to them, mm -hmm. they raised their voice to God with one 
accord. Yes. The early church was about being on one accord, y'all. Mm -hmm. We need to learn something. Man. We need to learn something. Amen. Okay. Um, and then I want to share one more passage with you that speaks to this refrain. Mm -hmm. Saying the same. Acts 5, 12. Okay. So when they heard that, mm -hmm. they raised their voice to God with one accord. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a similar passage. Mm -hmm. It's saying pretty much the same thing again. Yeah. Right. But guess what happened here? This was after. This was after. And this is important. Y'all listen to me here. This was after. Ananias and his wife Sapphira fell over and died because they lied to the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. about the money they had gotten from selling their property hmm. and that they had given to the church. Yeah. They lied about the amount. They didn't give it all. They said they gave it all to, and they didn't. They, they lied. Did. Yeah. Yeah. So this passage comes after that, right? And and here's the thing that we need to take out of this. Mm -hmm. By them lying about what they had given, they lied to the Holy Spirit, as the text tells us. But they also disrupted the accordance, the one accordance that the church was operating under. Right. Them bringing that lying spirit. Mm -hmm to the gathering right. disrupted the them being in one accord. Right. Right. I want you to think about that for a moment. This tells us that being on one accord is some serious business. Yes, it is. It's some, it's not just the lying mm -hmm. that's serious business too. And we, we were told that, that they died because they lied to the Holy Spirit. They fell over and died. That's what the text tells us. God is trying to tell us something here. And so we see here in Acts 5, 12, that after they died, the one accord, they were on one accord again. Yes. Because them two weren't on one accord. Right. So they got taken out. They weren't on one accord. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's important that we don't want accord. Now I want to break down that word there mm -hmm. um, on one accord mm -hmm. in the Greek. That word is you is, is the, the word there in the Greek for one accord is homo thumadon, thumadon. Mm -hmm. And um, I may not be pronouncing that correctly right in the Greek, but that's the word. It's a compound word. It's derived from the word homos, meaning one and the same or with one mind, and in conjunction with thumos, which mm -hmm. means to rush along in unison. Uh -huh. So the word for one accord in all the passages that we mentioned is this word homo thumadon. Mm -hmm. It's a compound word. And basically it means this. This is the idea that it's conveying. It's, it's conveying the, 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 see, the idea of rushing um, creates a great potential of disharmony. So it's the idea that 
the people are were in harmony and unity despite the potential of being in disunity and disharmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were unanimously in harmony. It wasn't that some of them were or, you know, no, all of them were. Unanimously. Unanimously in harmony. Nobody had to convince somebody That's else to yeah, right. change their mind. They were on the same page. Mm-hmm. And this is conveying that idea to us. And so what it's telling us, just like us as brothers and sisters in Christ, there is great potential for us to be in disharmony. An example of it is, is when we offend each other. Yeah. And we don't let love cover the offenses and we don't forgive each other. That we don't show each other mercy and grace. Mm -hmm. You've seen it in the church. I know because you guys have talked about it in some of our chat questions. Yeah. How offenses causes disharmony. But this is telling us they were human beings just like us. They were jacked up just like we are. They offended each other just like we do. Mm-hmm. They weren't perfect. Right. They were gathering. They weren't perfectly gathering together. Right. But they did not allow their offenses to get them out of harmony or get them out of being in one accord. We need to do that more in church. We need to do that more in church. And in this, life in general. In life in, and this is the thing that we got to take away from this as we get prepared to gather again. We want to be better. Yeah. We want it to be better. And one of the ways we're going to do this is that we're, we're going to need to be able to be in one accord mm-hmm. yeah. like they were. Over and over again, the scripture talks about that, about the early church, them being in one accord. And Jesus prayed in John 17 that we would be unified. It was part of his prayer Mm -hmm. for that. And then here, this is, this passage is not on your paper, but I want to read Romans 15, five through six, Mm -hmm. because it uses this compound word of of homo thumadon again for being in one accord. It says this, um, NIV versions. It says, may the God who gives endurance Mm -hmm. and and, and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. So that with one mind and one voice, there's the word right there. With one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and the father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is telling us that we glorify God when we have one mind and one voice. So when we're not there, God God doesn't get glorified in the same way, to the same extent as as he does when we're in one accord. I don't know about you, but I want God to get the greatest glory from my life that he can. So that means... That in order for me to do that, I have to be in harmony with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Amen. That's how I get to the greatest glory for God. Amen. That's right. God hates disharmony or disunity with his people, his children. Just like you would as a father or mother, you would hate your children not getting along, not being unified. God is the same way. And so as we prepare 
to go back to in-person gathering. We want to be better. Yes. It was good before, mm-hmm. but God wants us get to get us to better. Amen. And I just gave you three things, and we're going to talk more about this in part two of this of this message about what we can do, what the church can do for herself to prepare um, to go back to in-person gathering to prepare for better. That's where what we want to go to. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And another way to phrase this is that we need to be willing to connect with people from other cultures. Find commonality. In this instance, The Holy Spirit gave them the common language to find connection and commonality so that the people could understand the things of God. Thank you for listening.